everybody. Hope you're doing good. Lots of podcasting this week on last night. For I don't know how long, hour and a half, something like that. Maybe longer. Maybe it was an hour and 40 minutes. I don't remember. But All right, weird times. I don't consider anything to be really difficult times. And that, you know, for me, it's all about the Bible. It's all about following the Word of God. God does not change. We know that. Malachi 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So for you who are in Christ, and Ephesians 1, 3 says, every spiritual blessing has been given to you. There's no reason to hang your head. There's no reason to be down whatsoever. Your steps are ordered, and they have been ordered since before you were formed in the womb. So there's no use in hanging your head. There's no use in being in the mully grubs about uh, Purdue and Loeffler, who Loeffler especially is a turncoat hack, losing in, in Georgia and thinking that everything's going to go downhill. No, the Christian, we need to focus on the Lord. We need to stop putting our hopes and aspirations and our hopes for a greater America on the next elected Republican. And we need to start putting our hopes and the power of the Holy Spirit that comes in the covenant of Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to be doing is praying. And I don't mean, I, and I covered this last night, and for those of you who didn't watch, this is you know new for you and redundant for those who watched last night. But our prayers need to be specific. You're going to have a Democrat-controlled Senate. Trump gave a pseudo- concession speech today he never conceded just so you know he said there would be he's he's playing word games or it was a pseudo concession speech not a full concession but he said there'll be a new administration on january 20th he didn't say a new administration would be sworn in i don't think he just said there would be a new administration on the 20th um you know that could be his whatever um but regardless of any of that and people are like, well, what about the prophecies, you know, that Trump was going to serve eight years? He's either going to serve eight years now or he's going to re be reelected four years from now and serve another four years. I don't know. I don't know. I stand in faith. I'm not going to despise prophecy. The prophets that prophesied those things are pretty reliable, but no prophet is perfect. So that's just the way that it is. So anyway, I'm not bothered. And you, you might be like, yeah, you are. You're just hiding it. No, I'm really I'm trying to see the video on here. Um, I'm not bothered. I'm not at all. Um, I've not taken one step back. I never, I mean, for me, it's just all about the Bible. And if the Bible's unfolding, the Bible's unfolding, which of course it always is. There's things that we can control. There's things that we cannot control. What we can control is embracing the promises of God and being like, you know what? I trust in the Lord. And again, this is specific though. I see a lot of this stuff on Facebook and, and on uh, you know Twitter or whatever, very vague generalities put out by quote-unquote Christians. You don't have vague generalities of just two words, trust God. No, there's, there's promises that you have to implement. That's where James 4.2 comes in. Yet you have not because you ask not. Jesus said in Matthew 7.7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. If you just say, I trust God, you're not asking for anything. You have to ask. That's part of the covenant of Jesus. All right, let's hop into it tonight. Dan Scavino tweet. This is from yesterday or earlier on today. A statement by President Donald J. Trump on electoral certification. Even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election, 
and the facts bear me out. Nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said we will continue our fight to ensure that only legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term, notice what he's saying here. He never really does concede anything. He put out a video too. He's back on Twitter. He posted it on Twitter. His 12-hour ban is gone. Greatest first term in presidential history. It's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. There's Listen, again, he's not conceding. And here's the thing. You never really do have to concede. There's, no, there's nothing that says that a president has to concede. He does have to leave the Oval Office. He does have to relinquish the office of the presidency. But he never has to say the other guy beat me, nor should he ever. Because Joe Biden did not defeat President Trump. We'll get into some of those stats later on. All right, Gateway Pundit, just a few quick hitters. Uh, the Trump campaign has formally dropped all four election challenges in Georgia. The campaign says that they are voluntarily dismissing the lawsuits after they say they reached a settlement to review election data. I don't know what all that means yet. They've obviously reviewed, they've reached some sort of settlement that allows them to access election data. Good luck with that. After allowing another gateway pundit headline, after allowing Antifa domestic terrorists to burn the country down, FBI director Ray vows to charge those who participated in the siege on the Capitol. Basically, there's been no real serious prosecutions of those that have. I, I'm, when I say no, it isn't that there's zero. There's rare serious prosecutions of those who committed serious crimes under the umbrellas of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But man, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, he's very enthusiastic. You put MAGA on it, and Christopher Ray just gets real excited. You put MAGA on it, he's just real excited. Even though I'll show you evidence later on that it was at best for Christopher Ray a mixed bag there was Antifa people mixed in with Trump supporters maybe it was all Antifa I don't know but at best for Christopher Ray it was mixed all right transportation secretary Elena Chow resigns you see all the rats now are scurrying from the from the ship including Mike Pence she resigns citing Wednesday's traumatic event at the Capitol what does that have to do with anything you saw Kelly Loeffler, who vowed to not certify the electors from the state of Georgia, not certify their electors. And then there was a violent, some violent act or acts going on in the Capitol. Let me just put this out there. Four people died in the violence in D.C. yesterday. All four were protesters. I mean, let's get that straight because with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, you had 30 some odd deaths, none of which were protesters or very few were protesters. So let's just get that out there. Yesterday, all four, you had the woman shot in the hallway. And we'll go over that later. I'm not going to show you the video. It'll get me banned off Facebook. It'll get me banned off of probably everything if I show you the video of, her, of the shooting. You can pull it up, find it yourself. But everybody who got injured yesterday or killed were protesters themselves. Not injured, there was injured cops too. Everybody who was killed yesterday were protesters. And, I, and, and just for the record, I am not supporting the siege on the Capitol at all. I am all for righteous protest. I am all for when the time comes, you know, if someone tries to force a vaccine or take my guns, I am all for standing completely and totally if that requires physicality, fine. Yesterday was not the time for that. You're like, well, what are we going to do? Nobody, listen, who's, who's leading the way? 
I put this out on, on Twitter. Name one time that Donald Trump called for any sort of violent insurrection. He never did. So who are you when you go and charge inside the Capitol, what are you charging inside the Capitol to accomplish? There needs to be a leader. There needs to be somebody that, that actually sits. And, and, and even if there was a leader yesterday, it was not the time when I'm talking for that sort of action. It may never be the time for that sort of action. What needs to happen right now is we are in a war ideologically. We can win. You're like, you can't win because no matter how you vote, they'll cheat the vote. Yes, you can, because the reason why they can cheat the vote is, the pe- is because the people who are in power running the vote. What's been going on for the last 50 years is Republicans, Republicans concentrate on the campaign. I'm stealing this from somebody, but I can't remember who, whether it was Dinesh D'Souza, Dan Bongino, somebody do credit to whoever it was. Republicans concentrate on the campaign. Democrats count on, concentrate on the vote count. They, count. they concentrate on who's counting the vote. We have to do that now. It's a different game. You're hearing people all the time right now. Honor the process. Honor the process. Okay, that's like saying that you have two football teams entering onto the field. One of them can drive tanks and one of them can't. And you're saying, you know what? If you challenge and you say that it's unfair then you're challenging the integrity of the game. You're, tag- you're challenging a game which has no integrity. And that's what's going on. When you challenge this election and people say, you're challenging the integrity of the election. You're challenging the, de- the integrity of our democracy, our democratic republic. There is no democratic republic right now. There's nothing because we do not have valid elections in numerous states. You do not have valid elections. I mean, you really think Raphael Warnock one in Georgia. Do you really think that man won the most radical politician I have ever seen in my life? You really think he won in the state of Georgia or, or is it? And, and they were, they were cheating again in Fulton County. I'll show you the video footage in a minute. They were cheating. People are like, yeah, you show the footage and nothing gets done. Nothing can be done right now. I like the goofballs who even put it on my page. Yeah, you're yelling and screaming, but what's going to be done? What ha- Listen, it's a process. It's time for people to stand. I'm going to give you a list, whether it's tonight or Saturday. Of the, I have a lot of the names now, but I don't know if I'll get to it. Of the caving Republicans, it's just like the COVID caving Christians. They're a bunch of gutless wonders. And all of those uh, caving Republicans need to be voted out. And people, there's judges that need to relinquish their seats. That also, a lot of judges get voted in. They need to be voted out. They need to be voted out. Listen, you can impeach Supreme Court justices. All of that can happen if you have the right amount of people in power. And we can do it. That's what needs to happen. Is people, listen, people are all torqued off now, but the only time they got engaged in politics is when Donald Trump came around. And so majorly, our country is majorly corrupt. The judicial system is corrupt. Congress, obviously, the Senate, Republicans, Democrats, they're corrupt. So look at these two videos here. This is also from the Gateway Pundit. I pulled the videos from one from the Gateway Pundit, one from TikTok. But it says, what's going on here? 
Another video surfaces of Capitol Police leading protesters in Washington and the Capitol. And here's the thing I want to say with this real quick. I don't believe every conspiracy theory. I don't know what was going on. But as a police officer right here, I was 25 years, 1992 to 2017. These videos are strange. Playing for me, brother. Police here they are. are They're letting, the cops the are opening the gates. When oh, have you ever seen this before? And they just reached the Capitol again. This is a Aaron freezes for me real quick. This is very peculiar behavior by a law enforcement officer. First of all, he's by himself, which is very odd. If there was 50, 60, 100 people standing there, I can trust me. In law enforcement, you wouldn't be standing there like that. It's very strange. This is a this these are all this is very strange video footage of you have quote unquote possibly violent protesters behind barricades and you just open them up. And then this is this one here is even more odd to me. Of look at the behavior of this officer. It looks like he's leading them to where he wants them to go. Play it for me. Look at him. It's pseudo behavior. It's very pseudo behavior. Picks up his ass. Doesn't really do anything with it. It's just pseudo behavior. It's weird. All right, now, you know, everyone pay attention. Don't lose me now. I've never seen a police officer act like that. I mean, it's very weird. I'm not going to say anything about it like this is some mass conspiracy with Muriel Bowser. I mean, that might be Capitol Police. I don't know who Mar- Muriel Bowser controls. The Washington, there's why you have Washington D.C. Police Department. Then you have the Capitol Police, which are federal. So that could be Capitol Police have nothing to do. And people jump on these. And I want to say this to everybody: don't please don't jump on board with every last thing that you read and that you see, because somebody like me, even who's you know talking to a camera, tells you something. Have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you Listen, stop being so enthusiastic about every last thing you see. I mean, let's let's get into the Bible, shall we? Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So, let your requests be made known unto God. Wait on the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. Just sit back and wait sometimes. Not even sometimes, almost every single time. Sit and wait before you believe every conspiracy. This is going to happen tomorrow. That's going to happen tomorrow. This is coming out tomorrow. Look at this video of this person in a back room counting dominion votes. Okay, enough is enough. What matters is true evidence presented before a court of law. So here's the problem. No court of law will let us present evidence, right? That's what over this, over the coming years, you're like, Tom, you're talking the Republican political speak of, you know, we'll get it next time. I didn't say we'll get it next time. I'm telling you right now, what are you going to do? There's no courts that will hear our cases. So we're going to have to start from ground zero and start putting people in place that we have some sort of political and judicial repercussions. Right now we have nothing. I mean, the Supreme Court of the United States would not hear a case filed by 21 of 51 of 50 states. 21 of 50 states filed a lawsuit and they said they had no standing. All right, let me read you this. This is just headline, you know, headlines out of the gateway pun. A DC police identified the four Americans killed during the chaos 
at the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday. Ashley Babbitt, that's the woman that was killed. Benjamin Phillips, Kevin uh, Greesom, Roseanne Bolan. And everybody, those were all protesters. So the MAGA protesters, again, I I don't even, I'm not going to even call, you have to say it for ease of conversation. I don't know who was protesting everywhere. Antifa was there. I'm going to show you footage of that. Antifa was there. They vowed to infiltrate infiltrate the MAGA protesters. Witnesses, there's eyewitness testimony that says there's, there was infiltration by Antifa. Police officers even said they were not typical MAGA protesters. Definitely the behavior that I saw was not typical of MAGA protesters. It has happened, I mean, you know... There's always goofballs that go over the line. And that's the thing that's you have to be very careful about who you join yourself with. Even if they have a Trump hat on, even if they say that they're a Christian. You know, you've got Jude three and four out of the Bible that says you need to be very weary of those who have secretly slipped in among you. Who trade the gospel of Jesus Christ for a license for immorality. So there, you need to be wary of these things. And just because somebody, you know, that's why I'm very, you know, people need to be very hesitant about their armed insurrection, civil war talk. And you think they, you know, cause I, I said this last night, but the person that people that are so eager to get their AR 15, look at me, there, there's nobody who believes in the second amendment more than I do, but I'm not eager to get into some sort of civil war strapping on my AR 15 because the person shooting at you is probably far more skilled than you are. Keep that in mind. And you, and, and the thing is, if you sit there and you join yourself to people, listen, there's people that love Trump that are out of their mind. There is. I mean, what are we going to do? Lie and say everybody's righteous because they have a MAGA hat on? They're not. I mean, they, they, they may be voting the right way, but be a nutbag. It's just the way sometimes how it is. There's plenty of nuts inside the church, too. I mean, the Democratic Party, in order to sign on that dotted line, you have to you have to say, I am an amoral person. Now, for for Republicans, I've I've, I've always put it this way. The Democratic Party is is completely evil and the Republican Party are cowards. You know, the leaders in the not all Republicans, basically all Democrats are evil. It is. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're a Democrat, I'm not I me. Mean, I'm not sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for you, but they are. You're even, but the but the Republican Party, the leadership in the Republican Party, are all a bunch of cowards. Only six senators stood with President Trump last night. So I mean, that's ninety. There's nine. It was ninety-three to six in the Arizona vote. So I mean, it was Arizona or the other other state. I'll go over that in a minute. But but you have to be real careful and don't wish for something. You know, the, we're in a storm. We're going to strap on our AR-15s and storm the Capitol. Storm for what? What's going to happen when you get there? What has to happen is right now we need to get behind an ideal. The ideal that I was pressing last night is what's called the Convention of States. It's in the Constitution. And what it is, it's a depowering of the federal government. That's what needs to happen. And the power go back to the states. It's not changing the Constitution. It's not altering the Constitution. It's not amending the Constitution. It's enacting the Constitution. And you can research that. I'll be putting out that information, even more of that, on Saturday about the Convention of States. There was eight, there was a couple states, you know, the whole thing was certified. So this was this ebbed and flowed about which senator certified the election in which states. But these eight senators, in some way, shape, or form, objected 
to electors being certified. So they sided with President Trump. Only eight total. Actually, at some point or another in last night's proceedings, objected to the electors being certified. And briefly, how that works is they put out the, you know, the states and the, they have the, the electors and how they voted, and you can object to it. If you object to it, if a congressman objects to it, they have to have a senator back them up. If they have a matching senator, then it goes and they do the two-hour debate, and they were defeated every time, as we knew they would. But even then, just so you know, when they went to go debate these things, how it would have to, here's how it has to go. If you go and debate it, it goes by the Congress. They go into two separate chambers. Congress goes in one. Senate goes in the other. And then they vote. How it should have gone is the Senate, which is owned by Republicans, should have not certified anything. And then the Congress, of course, owned by Nancy Pelosi, they would certify it. And then it becomes a constitutional amalgam. Nobody really knows what to do, whether that goes to Pence, whether it goes back to the state legislatures, whether it goes back to the governors. And that's what Cruz was. That's what Ted Cruz was hoping for. And what Ted Cruz was asking for at that moment was was supposed to happen was all the Republicans should have cited that we cannot come to an agreement. So now it needs to go back to the state. Ted Cruz was asking for a 10 day audit. And that was all defeated by Mike Pence and the rest of the capitulating Republicans. These eight senators actually stood. It's actually eight guys. It's there's there's different there's different articles. I got my team sending me that it's six because there's some at different times. They're sending, you're going to see this in articles too. That's why everybody's confused. Is you'll see six stood, you'll see seven stood, you'll see it. It depends on which state. These eight at some point objected to electors being certified. These eight actually came through. This is the final. This is from the Gateway Pundit from today. These eight after post you know, post the uh, certifying of the election. Ted Cruz stood, Josh Hawley, Cindy Hyde-Smith, Cynthia Loomis, Roger Marshall, John Kennedy, Tommy Tuberville, and God bless him, Senator Rick Scott from the state of Florida. There you go. Where's Marco? Marco Rubio. He's gone once again. He needs to be voted out. Marco Rubio never needs to be in political office under the moniker of a Republican ever again. All right, from the Gateway Pundit, young unarmed woman, here she is, Ashley Babbitt, shot and killed by the Capitol Police on Wednesday, has been identified. Ashley Babbitt, a 14-year veteran from the San Diego who served four tours with the United States Air Force as a high-level security officer, was killed. Now, here's the thing. I can't show you the video. I'll just get instantly banned. I mean, and you're like, Tom, you should make a stand and show it. Listen, you already know. If it was something that had to get out, I would. Everybody can access it themselves. Otherwise, I'd put it out. Take my ban like a man. I've been banned before in many different ways. But she was shot and killed. I watched the video, and I cannot tell why she was shot or killed. And I mean that, and I'm saying that in this way. I don't believe there was any justification from what I've seen so far of her being shot in the neck and killed in order for lethal force to be used by law enforcement. It has to follow a few scenarios, a threat to your life, a threat to another's life or the eminent commission of a forcible felony. Was any of that being done in the video that I saw? 
Nothing like that was being done. Tom, sounds like you're turning against the police. I'm not against the police. I'm not for the police. And what I mean by that is, on the whole, I lean towards being in favor of the police. But I take each and every situation, and I don't go in there with rose-colored glasses on and saying the police are always right. Nor do I go the other way and say the police are always wrong. If you do, you are unprincipled. Either way. You go in and you watch and you look at the evidence. Most of the time, the police are correct. Most of the time. But what most means? 60%, 70%, whatever it is, you take each individual event and you judge it correctly. A righteous man makes judgments about all things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. So you go and you judge it. Most of the time, I believe the police are righteous. But lately, when you're out there making COVID arrests against the Constitution, it's awfully hard to side with people like that. When you're out there making arrests and tackling people to the ground for curfew violations because of a 99.9% survivable virus, how, how, how on earth would I support that? When a woman is shot now, they're saying, you know, of course, that they're saying that she stormed the Capitol. Stormed is an awfully strong term from what I saw. But there are no weapons. They had no guns. Uh, she wasn't acting in a violent fashion. She had no weapons, no clubs, no anything. and was shot through the neck and is now dead. Explain to me why. And I want to know who's investigating it too. The FBI has already, this is also from the Gateway Pundit, has already put together a list of MAGA most wanted from yesterday. And they're considering adding President Trump. FBI, this is their dream come true right here. Wouldn't do a daggum thing for 150 days of Portland, Seattle, Philadelphia, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Kenosha, cities burning to the ground. Not a freaking thing. They did nothing. Not a thing. But now their dream has come true. I wanted to ask this question too. Why is it that the capital is so much more important than all the businesses that were burned to the ground. You see, you know why it is, is because we've become a country that worships and actually thinks that our representatives are bourgeois elite above us. They are not. They are representatives. They are citizens. They are not your leaders or your rulers. They are your representatives. That's it. The only person that really has claim to leadership would be the president of the United States. Everybody else is a representative of their specific segment of the population that they represent. All the COVID caving moronic Christians that stopped going to church or closed their churches under Romans 13, saying that they are, they are obeying what, you know, what the gospel says, what the Bible says about submitting to your rulers. You don't have rulers, dummies. You've got a constitution. That's what you obeyed. And you have the first, fourth, and 14th Amendment that guarantee your rights to conduct church services unencumbered with mass, unencumbered with social distancing, definitely unencumbered by closings, unencumbered by anything the government says, unless they amend the constitution. You can, you can overcome those things in the Bill of Rights. You just have to simply amend the Constitution, which is quite an arduous, almost impossible process. And that's the way it was designed. But the FBI already has this list together. And again, I put out this challenge. 
Find me a video, find me communications, written, video, whatever it may be, of President Trump inciting violence. Go, go ahead, put it out there, and please send it to me. Is I'll post it. You send it to me where he is inciting violence. Meet me at the Capitol is not inciting violence, but that's what the Democrats do. He's on the phone with the Ukrainian prime minister talking about, I think there may have been some illegalities, and... He's committing treason. That's what they do. Meet me at the Capitol is not inciting violence. You want to see inciting violence? I'll show you a video of a prominent Democrat inciting violence. You ready? Here's all. Here's the old video from old Maxine Waters. Play it for me. We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. your cabinet uh, that have been booed out of restaurants, who have protesters taking up at their house, who sang no peace, no sleep, no peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. Oh yeah, you butcher the unborn, God's really on your side. On the side of the children. On the side of You're what's right. The children that you kill. On the side of what's honorable. On the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so, Which one's the traffic ones? Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. All right, you bring it back to me. Now, show me one video where Donald Trump does anything like that. All right, last night, CNN interviewed Josh Sullivan from Utah after the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt. You can throw up that picture, Aaron. There he is. John Sullivan, a noted leftist leader from Utah, stormed the U.S. Capitol with Trump supporters and others on Wednesday. There you go. There he is. Uh, Ian Michael. Uh, oh, yeah, throw that up there, but I forgot to put the, I gave you the one. Here's, here's more on Andy No, One of the men who was part of the siege of the Capitol building is John Earl Sullivan, an extreme Black Lives There he is, inside the Capitol. Black Lives Matter activist from Utah. He was arrested and charged in July of 2020 over a BLM Antifa riot where drivers in Provo were threatened and one was shot. That's a guy that was inside the Capitol. Yeah, throw it back up there. That guy was inside the Capitol with MAGA people. So don't even freaking tell me there was no Antifa there, Democrats. There he is. There's a picture of him in the Capitol. Absolute proof. There is no doubt about it. That's who it was. There you go. So I'm not, listen, I'm not claiming if there was, if there's MAGA people that tore into, broke into the Capitol, they were wrong. They were wrong. There's no, there was, there's absolutely no excuse for doing that. There's nothing to accomplish. Nothing. Nothing to accomplish. No way, shape, or form. Nobody's been, listen, if it comes to the place where the Democratic Party starts to, Act in brown shirt fashion. I mean, right now they are in that they're stealing elections. I get that. But if they get violent and you have to protect yourself, that's one thing. 
But just storming into the Capitol to do what? Take pictures of yourself and Nancy Pelosi's desk? If that was MAGA people, I don't know. Nobody knows yet for sure. Obviously, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious some were. It'd be, unless it was just a giant crowd of Antifa people with Trump flags. I think that'd be pretty far out there to believe that at this point. But who knows? But that guy for sure is with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And he was intertwined with the alleged MAGA protesters inside the Capitol building. All right, Ian Miles Chong tweet. Absolute cowards and hypocrites. After months of calling, this is now Drew Hernandez, Drew Hernandez video, of calling to defund the police and rioting nationwide. Now here they were, right outside. This is in the this is in D.C. So Antifa was there. After months of calling to defund the police and rioting nationwide, claiming black people are black people are brutalized by police and crying that MPD hasn't been doing enough to protect Black Lives Matter. Antifa. And Black Lives Matter, D.C. are hiding behind dozens of police officers safely secured in Black Lives Matter Plaza tonight. Play it for me. There they are. They're all back there hiding behind the cops. There's just a few of them. See them though? Look at the wall. There's like, I mean, I'm counting back there. It looks like no more than 15 to 20 people with waving their stupid flag. And how many cops? There's more cops there than there is protesters. Look at them back there. I mean, how many cops do you need to protect you? I mean, see, there's an army of cops. There's literally 40 cops protecting. Oh, 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 there's more. Man, this video is almost like I'm commanding it. I'm not. I'm just doing it on its own. There's 40 cops there protecting 10 people. Look at them back there. There's hardly any of them there. Defund the police, they say all the time. All right, Charlie Kirk tweet. Has Joe Biden condemned the violent mob of Democrats that stormed Senator Josh Hawley's home a few nights ago, it is now, threatening his wife, this is on January 5th, so they, it was January 4th that it occurred, threatening his wife and two-month-old daughter. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen any condemnation whatsoever from Joe Biden or any Democrat for anything. They never say, I have never heard a Democrat say, Antifa is bad. Antifa is a terrorist organization. All I've heard is Christopher Ray. And Christopher, listen, of course Joe Biden's that way. But the head of the FBI to actually say that Antifa doesn't exist just shows you those are the worst of the worst kind of people. My, they're the Mike Pence's of the world. The worst of the worst kind of people that get in among you and they act like they're one of you or they sort of are one of you and in every moment of difficulty, they're so weak need. They're so spineless, they turn on you in an instant. That is the Christopher Rays of the world. Of course, Joe Biden. But Joe Biden's gone. He's a weak-kneed, lapdog sycophant for the CCP. But Christopher Ray's supposed to be a man of integrity heading up the FBI, and he won't even acknowledge Antifa. But, man, he's putting together his list of MAGA protesters, right? You know, the the damage from last night's... Uh, storming of the Capitol, whatever you want to call it. The damage, the estimates aren't in yet, but we do know the damages from Seattle, from Portland, Philadelphia, Kenosha. It's in the billions, tens, twenties, thirties, billions of dollars. And we don't even know. But Christopher Ray never did a freaking thing. Not a thing. You know why? Differing weights and differing measures. The Lord detests them both. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. There are different rules for Democrats than there are Republicans. That's why you can never have a Chris Ray in office. And this is where Trump failed too, by the way. I love Trump. I want him to be inaugurated. 
January 20th. If that doesn't happen, I want him reelected four years from now. He's the best president I've seen in my lifetime. He is. I don't agree with him on vaccines at all. I think he caved to COVID way too much. We should have gone Sweden from day one, and he didn't. He caved. He's like, how, how am I going to get reelected if I don't push out vaccines? How am I going to get reelected if I don't support lockdowns? And just make, make, everybody, make, make sure that it's clear to everybody, he did support lockdowns. He got all over Brian Kemp in Georgia because Brian Kemp opened. Brian Kemp's a worthless hack. I'm just saying at this particular moment, Brian Kemp had a moment of clarity and opened up his state earlier than most. And Trump jumped all over him. Jumped all over him for it. He, he jumped all over uh, Thomas Massey because he, he, Thomas Massey, who now also turncoated on all of us to and certified this whole election. No problem whatsoever. Good job, Tom Massey. Thomas Massey out of Kentucky, a turncoat. He needs to be primaried and unelected too. But Trump was wrong on those things. There should never have been lockdowns. should be pushing vaccines, none of those things. And Trump did cave, but I still love him. I still think he's a great president. Overall, I believe he's a great president. He didn't, he didn't see the China virus coming, but he was a great president, and I want him to be re- reelected. However, he's made huge mistakes, huge mistakes. And one of those things is that he brings in one swamp rat after another, like Mike Pence, like Rex Tillerson. Mike Pence hired him all around him, Trump haters. I'll get you that list too. That's coming on Saturday. Mike Pence and Mike, Mike Pence is who basically got General Flynn fired. The one who General Flynn was going to expose it all. And why is, I wonder why Mike Pence is in the way of that. It's strange, isn't it? I'm, I, again, I'm not saying anything is anything at the moment yet until I do all my research. Because I'm not going to be some convoluted conspiracy theorist that pushes out every last thing. I just push out the information until I know what are the facts. Then I don't, I don't push it. But it is awfully odd how Mike Pence hired one anti-Trumper after another on his staff, is best friends with Paul Ryan, didn't stand with Trump when he had the chance. No, he didn't have to do anything unconstitutional. He basically had to just push it back to the states for statewide audits in the battleground states that are in question. Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We want an audit. 10 days. You can do an audit in 10 days. That's all we asked. Mike Pence said, nah. That's what happened. And so did Thomas Massey. And so did all the other. So did uh, basically out of, what do we have, 51 Republican senators? 43 of those 51 did absolutely. They did not. They didn't just do absolutely nothing. They did the opposite of that, which is good. They signed on and they said, we certify an election. They darn well know is fraudulent. Therefore, you are a fraud. Therefore, you are a liar. If you wear a mask, you're a liar. Because masks don't work. Everybody knows it. It's absolutely scientific fact. Masks do absolutely nothing. You know they don't. You, you know they do absolutely nothing. And yet you're putting it on just so you can get along to get along. All right, Rodney Howard Brown tweet. No evidence of voter fraud here. Yeah, put up the big picture. There you go. Boom. No evidence. Look at, let's look at the three columns, shall we? You got Obama, got 60, 69 million votes, 873 counties. He won 18 of 19 bellwether counties. Those are the counties that always predict who the winner is going to be. He won Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. And, and with that, he won House seats. Trump got 5 million more votes than he did, 
Look at the number of counties Trump won. I mean, everybody, let's let's focus on that for a minute. He won 2,497 counties. Look how many Biden won. 477. Trump won 2,020 more counties than Biden did. Trump won 18 of 19. He looks identical. He looks identical to Obama, except he won a whole lot more counties. 18 and 19 bellwethers, one Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, identical, and one house seats. And let's look at Joe Biden. Look at the crowds with Biden with his circles, circle fest. He won allegedly uh, 12 million more votes than Obama. He won half the amount of counties as Obama. In comparison with, with Trump, you can see the comparison there. I went over that. He won one of 19 bellwether counties, lost Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, lost House seats, and is allegedly the president-elect. <laughs> no way. And great job. Put up that picture, Aaron, just to freeze it for me, that one you got ready to go. No, not that one. The one you had ready to go. Yeah, no, put it up there. Just leave it frozen. Mr. Uh, yeah. Wind it all the way back to where Pence is standing there. Yeah, maybe. There we go. Freeze that. And there's the problem. All that has to happen is for alleged quote-unquote good men for evil to prevail. All that has to happen is for good men quote-unquote to do absolutely freaking nothing. Good job, Mike Pence. Standing right next to Nance Pelosi. All right, from the Gateway Pundit. Mike Pence has certified Joe Biden's election, quote-unquote, victory. Pence signed off on the results, 306 electoral votes for Biden, 232 for President Trump, shortly after 3.40 a.m. Now, that's kind of strange, too, is it not? Strange. I mean, it's odd. It's odd. Never seen it again. It's the year 2020. This is the 587th time that I've said this. I've never seen that before. Quote, I've never seen that before, unquote. I've said that umpteen however many times this year, hundreds of times, seems like. I've never seen an election uh, certified at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, it's because of the violence. and the, Yeah, it's just strange it got pushed to that, to where it wasn't all announced in prime time. It wasn't, this happened at 3.40 in the morning. It's just strange. You have police officers kind of letting in protesters, kind of leading them up the stairway, gets everything all discombobulated. None of the con- congressmen or senators were hurt at all. You had four protesters killed or, ki- or died. They didn't all get killed. One of them like, died of a heart attack. I don't know what all the deaths were. One for sure killed. None of them were actually They just evacuated. And somehow this all gets certified when everybody on planet Earth, with the exception of me, is asleep at 3.40 a.m. That's just kind of weird. All right, PBS NewsHour. This is the video I'm going to show you in a second. Rep uh, Scott Perry and Senator Josh Hawley object to Pennsylvania's electoral votes for president-elect Biden causing the joint session of Congress to move to debate for up to two hours. This is what men of integrity do. Play it for me, Aaron, 43 seconds. There you go. Mr. President, sadly, but resolutely, I object to the electoral votes of my beloved Commonwealth of Pennsylvania on the grounds of multiple constitutional infractions that they were not, under all of the known circumstances, regularly given. And on this occasion, I have a written objection signed by a senator and 80 members of the House of Representatives. So there you go. That's what men of integrity do. What's so hard about it? Why why was he objecting? He said numerous constitutional infractions. What were they? I'll just give you one. In order to change your balloting system, your electoral system at all, 
whether it's absentees, whether it's mail-ins, whatever it may be, in order to change that in your state, it has to go through the state legislature. Every time, without exception, that's not the state constitution. That's the United States Constitution. Was that done in Pennsylvania? No. Was and They made all those changes. Was that done in Michigan? No. Was it done in Wisconsin? No. Was it done in Georgia? No. What, what happened in Georgia was Brad Raffensperger uh, met with Perkins Coie attorney Mark Elias, Perkins Coie, who hired Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele, Democratic hack attorney, met with them and changed the, and then after meeting with Mark Elias, changed the electoral, the absentee ballot process in Georgia unilaterally by himself. That's illegal. That's what they're saying. Numerous. You don't even need to go through the ballots then. Every ballot and every elector in that state is now invalid. These are facts. Everyone, any state that illegally altered their voting system. And how do you illegally alter it? Don't go through your state legislature. They didn't in Pennsylvania. They didn't in Georgia. They didn't in Michigan. They didn't in Wisconsin. They didn't in Arizona. They didn't in Nevada. All those electoral votes are out. Trump wins. It is that way. That's the truth. That is, look at me. That's the truth. That's it. There's nothing else to discuss. It invalidates your election. Politicians, you live with it. That's the truth. And where were all the, all these legislatures, by the way, are run by Republicans. In Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Arizona, they're all run by Republicans. Where were you? You got them putting up a protest now. I'll show you that in Pennsylvania. Where were this? It's dadgum January 6th. Where have you been? Are you just doing it so you get your name on the record now? Just like all the Republicans used to do whenever Obamacare would come up. They had all their resolutions to get rid of Obamacare. And then Trump gets elected. You own the presidency. You own the House. You own the Senate. You own all the votes. And then you don't do it. Then you vote against it. When you could actually do it, you vote against it. But you can say for all the years before that, look, I'm against it. I'm against it. Yeah, but you're really not, are you? You know why? Because you're a deep state hack in the pocket of somebody. You want to keep your people. They, there's the thing. They want to keep their seat more than they want their own personal integrity. That's what they want. Because, man, nowadays, all you got to do, you become a senator, a congressman. Ilan Omar, perfect example. And, and Republicans do this too. But Ilan Omar is the perfect example. Her last election, her husband got $600,000 of PPP money for COVID bailouts, 600000 And her husband got $2.3 million from her campaign as a consultant. She raised $6 million, gave $2.3 million to her own husband. And that's legal. It is, by the way. It's legal. Bernie Sanders does it all the time with his wife. Bernie Sanders has his wife buy all of his political ads. She gets a 10% commission on all those buys. So if you buy $60 million worth of ads, that's $6 million to your wife, but not to you. <laughs> so here's how Trump responded to Mike, Mike Pence. Yeah, put that picture up again, that freeze frame of Pence right there while I'm reading this. Can you do that, Aaron? There you go. Yeah, freeze it. Perfect. Yeah, it's perfect with his eyes closed and everything. Pretend like you're not seeing everything, Mike. You coward. Mike Pence, this is what uh, Trump put out on Twitter. Mike Pence didn't have the courage 
to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify the corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. Trump wrote, USA demands the truth. There you go. Some more quick hitters from the Gateway Pundit. Breaking Twitter deletes President Trump's video calling for peace. <laughs> it's a rigged game. I mean, it is. It's why you have to have, listen, I'm not leaving Twitter. I'm not leaving Facebook. They kick me out. They kick me off. I don't care. Let them kick me out. Make sure you have your accounts. I put my videos up. They're on Periscope until they're going to change the name to something else soon. Don't be Periscope anymore. But videos live right now on Periscope, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. If they pull us down, we'll be on Rumble, we'll be on Parlor, we'll be on other things. We're going to be on Twitch soon. And I'm going to try to reach a young audience because, listen, all the COVID-caving 40-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old Christians, bye. Bye, COVID-cavers. Strap your masks on. Take the mark of the beast. I'll try to win a new generation to the Lord. But they t- Twitter deletes President Trump's video. They banned it. They banned two of his videos calling for peace. And then, and then one of them they took down saying that it would incite violence. I saw the video. How would it incite violence when you're saying, I don't want violence? They still took it down. Doesn't, you, don't try to make sense out of these people. If a person can look at a baby inside of the womb and not see a human life, don't try to make sense of how they think. Don't bother with it. Don't bother with it. For a while, Mike Pence unfollowed President Trump on Twitter. That's verified fact. The guy running my podcast right now, Aaron, he just told me right before that I guess he's refollowed President Trump now, but he unfollowed him for a while. And President Trump banned him from the White House, <laughs> as he should have. I agree with it. All right, this is uh, a Victoria tweet replying to Dan Scavino, that's the president's spokesman, writing, Judas, 30 pieces of silver. This was at 3.42 a.m. this morning. When the electoral counts were completed. Watch old Mikey Pence. Great job, Mike. Play for him. Let's see. What's he doing here? This is odd. Again, this is just odd. I don't know what any of this is. It's just odd. Watch what he gets. It's in his hand. Hey, Aaron, rewind it. There you go. What's going on here? What, what's happening? Look at what is that? What th- You are great, Aaron. Thank you, brother. Look at that. What is that? I don't know. It's probably some sort of, you know, ceremonial token you know this there's your shekel mike yeah put that in your look at look at nance freeze for me here whenever you can Free, oh look at that now wonder who whose side is mike pence really on everybody let's ask look at him now return it mike return it but go back to yeah back it up a couple return it mike there's nancy return it there you go make sure now it's you're the covid caving ankle grabbing lap dog that you are and by the way, Mike Pence has run the Coronavirus Response Task Force with Deborah Burks and with Anthony Fauci and done every last thing they said to do. He bent over, yanked his pants down faster than he could possibly do it and, was, and did exactly every last thing that he was told to do. The man never stood. You know why? He's got his hair. It reminds me of the, of the sheriff that called for the arrest of Rodney Howard Brown. You know, he goes out in his press conference. He's got his shirt, skin tight, perfectly groomed. Good looking guy, full credit to him. Hey, God bless him. He's thin, I'm not, whatever. Perfectly pressed, looks the part, but inside you're just a decaying, rotting bunch of dead man's bones. That's Mike Pence. Absolutely. I mean, he he speaks nicely. 
And you might be wondering sometimes, yeah, but he just tore apart Kamala in the debate. That's because that's the zone they allow him to operate in, his controllers, the Democratic Party, because that's who he has to make sure that he pleases, Paul Ryan. That's his control. You wonder, you probably wonder at times. Yeah, but Republicans come out and just rip the crap out of a Democrat. It's no way that they're in locks. No, that's your job in the circus. That's your job. You know, it's just like that Wild E. Coyote uh, cartoon where you have the sheepdog and the coyote and they basically both come in and just do their roles every day, not really trying to harm each other. You're supposed to go in and try to defeat evil, not play patty cake with it. it, And, you know, you're the evil side and I'll play the role of the good side. That's all they're doing. It's a role. Mike Pence doesn't operate in an ounce of conviction, not an ounce of conviction. He's a soulless, moralist, rudderless fool. That's who he is. That's really who he is. The other thing was asked of him. There he is, capitulate. Strap that mask on, Mike. You, you make sure that you do what you are told, Mike, by the demon rat party. You will do it. Now let me show you what a real man looks like. We'll go vacillating back and forth between geldings and real men. You got Congressman Matt Gates. got three pieces from him. This is what a real man looks like. Play it for me, Aaron. Now, we came here today to debate, to follow regular order, to offer an objection, to follow a process that is expressly contemplated in our Constitution. And for doing that, we got called a bunch of seditious traitors. Now, not since 1985 has a Republican president been sworn in, absent some Democrat effort, to object to the electors. But when we do it, it is the new violation of all norms. And when those things are said, people get angry. All right, go right to the next one, Aaron. And I don't know if the reports are true, but the Washington Times has just reported some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and, in fact, were members of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Now, we should seek to build America up, not tear her down and destroy her. And I am sure glad that at least for one day, I didn't hear my Democrat colleagues calling to defund the police. All right, go right to 244. Now, I appreciate all the talk of coming together, but let us not pretend that our colleagues on the left have been free of some anti-democratic impulses just because we signed on to legal briefs and asked courts to resolve disputes. There were some on the left who said that we should not even be seated in the body, that we ought to be prosecuted, maybe even jailed. Those arguments anger people, but people do understand the concepts of basic fairness. And no competition, contest, or election can be deemed fair if the participants are subject to different rules. Baseball teams that cheat and steal signs should be stripped of their championships. Russian Olympians who cheat and use steroids should be stripped of their medals. And states that do not run clean elections should be stripped of their electors. This fraud was systemic. It was repeated. It was the same system, and I dare say it was effective. 
We saw circumstances where when Democrat operatives couldn't get the outcomes they wanted in state legislators, when they couldn't get the job done there, they went and pressured and litigated and usurped the Constitution with extra constitutional action of some officials in some states. They fraudulently la laundered ballots, votes, voter registration forms, and then they limited review. In 2016, Democrats found out that they couldn't beat Donald Trump at the ballot box with voters who actually show up, so they turned to impeachment and the witness box. And when that failed, they ran to the mailbox, where this election saw an unprecedented amount of votes that could not be authenticated with true ID, with true signature match, and with true confidence for the American people. Our Article Three courts have failed by not holding evidentiary hearings to weigh the evidence. We should not join in that fa failure. We should vindicate the rights of states. We should vindicate the subpoenas in Arizona that have been issued to get a hold of these voting machines, and we should reject these electors. I yield back. Okay, yeah. that's what a real man looks like. Mike Pence, that's a real man. What a pansy boy does is say, you know what? The game is corrupt, completely corrupt. We're not playing by the same rules, but if you attack the game, you're, you're attacking the integrity of the game that lacks integrity. That's Mike Pence. Don't attack anything. You don't want to attack the integrity of the elections. There is no integrity in the elections, Mikey. Horrible job, horrible. And I love what one of the things that Gates said there. There's been no hearings in any court yet. There's not been one piece of evidence presented to a judge yet. Nothing. All the left says Trump loses one court case after another. He hasn't even had a court case. Nothing. All they did, no court cases, no hearings in courts yet. All there is is threats for wanting one. That's all that's happening right now. Gateway Pundit exclusive. As evidence reveals, individuals in Capitol Building today who weren't Trump supporters. And didn't he just, didn't, Gates just said that. I read an article that the company that said that they had recognition, facial recognition, Technology now renounces what they said, but sorry, there's photographs right here. Evidence reveals individuals in the Capitol today who weren't Trump supporters. Fifty Shades of Way, streamers, Nick Fuentes, and Baked Alaska vandalized Nancy Pelosi's office. Those are not Trump supporters. Right there in Nancy Pelosi's office. They're not Trump supporters whatsoever. All right, go up to, go to the next one. Go to Viking Boy. There he is. Here's Viking Boy. That's not a Trump supporter. That's an Arizona Black Lives Matter, somebody at an Arizona Black Lives Matter rally in June. D.C. Capitol in January, right there. There he is. Next, here's the next one from Nurse Deplorable. U.S. Republic has inspired millions, not today, that angry moms attack on the Capitol, left Europe, European allies, blah, blah, blah. Who cares what European allies think? But there you go. Another BLM Antifa activist. Right, Minneapolis man charged with throwing rocks at Portland police. There, look where he is. Look at the look at the picture to the left inside the Capitol. Looks like he's got like some pseudo American MAGA gear on. What is it? Is it a Q? Oh, it's a Q shirt. There you go. They think everybody's a Q follower. Just so everybody knows that too. I'm not a Q follower. I'm not. If Q says something's right and they get it right, great. 
If they say things that that are wrong, which they do, I would point it out. I don't follow them enough to know whether they not whether or not they put things out right or wrong or not. I don't know. If they say something right, I'll endorse it. The truth is truth, regardless. All right, Bernard Carrick tweet. This is a violation of Georgia state law, and Governor Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger are allowing it. Fulton County, Georgia. This is from Heather Mullins. Georgia World Congress Center screens all facing away from the media. That right there is a crime. No observers. Crime. No due control. Federal crime. Single individual scanning ballots into Dominion while kept from public view. Play it for me, Aaron. There you go, just to show you how it is. That all of that is wrong and or criminal. You can't look where are all the Aaron freezing for me when you get a chance. Where's all the observers? I want you to go. I'll leave it where you had it. You had a perfect spot. Yeah, right. Right there. Now, where are all the observers? Okay, there's supposed to be observers behind these people. You know, you have to follow the COVID rules, of course, which is why we're in the mess that we're in. It's all because of COVID, the vehicle that Democrats have used to usher in totalitarianism with the church as their crutch. But anyway, I digress. Where are... The observers. Where are the poll watchers? Uh, and this was the election that was just held on January 5th. Yeah, you can play it for me. There is absolutely nobody. You can't see the screen. Nothing. All right, Jonathan Turley tweet. Now, what did they do? A court had to order Fulton County to remove posters blocking the view of observers. This was January freaking 5th. We the last time that they were pulling things like this was November third, and what did Raffensperger do? What did Brian Kemp do? Nothing. That's why they both must be unseated. No violence. Just get them out of office. Get them out. There's no difference between Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger and Stacey Abrams. They're actually more dangerous. Spies are far worse than the, than the soldier on the field firing shots downrange. At least you know what you got there. Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger are controlled by whatever ever evil forces from within or from without. I don't know whether they're just gutless cowards or whether they wake up in the morning saying, what can I do to please the Democratic Party today? I don't know what their problem is. But they did nothing in all that time. Yeah, put that tweet back up for me, Aaron. They did nothing. You have posters being hung up to block the view of observers. What is astonishing is that Georgia officials forced such reasonable requests to be litigated in the courts. So campaign officials refused to comply with the reasonable expectation of, uh, can you remove the posters so can we don't violate federal law and we can actually observe this election? After all the concerns and controversies, why would Fulton County election officials resist such a basic access for observers? Uh, I, I, gee, I don't know, Jonathan. And Jonathan, by the way, is fervently in favor of certifying this election. This shows you how people are. Jonathan Turley, who is not a Republican, puts out legal verbiage like this, saying, why would they be hiding? Why would it take judicial action, litigation, to get them to take posters down so that you can actually watch the January 5th vote count. But then he goes, certify the election. People people are out of their minds. Out of their minds. 
Right is right, Jonathan. Wrong is wrong. You don't certify an election where you know there's fraud. Well, no, you have to do it to, uh, to hold together the democratic system. What democratic system? When you have invalid voting. You're protecting what? Mike Pence is that we have to protect the integrity of our electoral system. What integrity? They have posters blocking people from watching. And yet you certify it to keep that going under the auspices of integrity. <laughs> under the auspices of protecting the system. As if the system is not corrupt while it's corrupt. People are amazing. James O'Keefe, American hero in my, my viewpoint. I'll read you his tweet first. He just said, watch. At, at Project Veritas, journalist captures exact moment Fulton County Registration Chief Ralph Jones was presented with the court order. Here, This was the court order that Turley was talking about, demanding that he allow poll watchers within sight of the counting and for them to turn the screens the right direction so everybody can see them the way they're supposed to. Play for me, Aaron. This is who's running everything. This is who's deciding the next president of the United States, Ralph Jones. Just so everybody knows, people like this and him, Ruby Freeman, her daughter, this is who's deciding the next president of the United States. Just so every everybody on planet Earth knows. So when you, you leave it up there and you know I'm talking. Just so everybody knows, these are the people that are deciding the elections in Atlanta, in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh, in, in Milwaukee. These are the people that are doing this. This man right here gets to decide who the president of the United States is. He turns screens the wrong direction. He doesn't allow anybody to see the voting. He, 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 you saw the video. That's where he was running the show. Nobody's anywhere near where they're counting the votes. That's illegal. It's a federal crime. He turns the screens the wrong direction. And Mike Pence says that if you attack this situation, if you demand that the electors that were produced by this man's voting system, if you don't stand, if you stand against that, you are standing against the integrity of our elections. That's what Mike Pence and the rest of the capitulating 40-something Republicans did in the Senate last night. That's what they say. So this, we relinquish all control to election officials like this man. This is who decides. Right here. That is who decides. 
He's not the only one. There are many others. But that's who's deciding who is being elected as president of the United States, just so everybody understands it. All right, continue with the video for me, Aaron. To a casting of the ballot should not be seen by the public. We, we interpret it as it's an open process. We're showing you that our process, our process is open to the public. I'm trying to protect the, the, the privacy of the vote itself. That's illegal. Judge said there needed to be transparency. So if you're turning the screens away, I was told. Just tell you what I was told. I was told Who that, that? the Secretary of State. Freeze Secretary of State told Who told him to do it, folks? Who told him to turn screens away? Brad Raffensberger, Republican Secretary of State for the state of Georgia. Don't believe that if somebody is something that they are not. Because they have the word Republican in front of their name. Play it for me. So far, there's been zero transparency to the... Like, say I had a plastic bag. Correct. I could just go and take the ballots and behind these blue things and put them in the plastic bag and just walk out of here. Or change people's votes all on your own. It's how they ended up in the November election with a batch of, out of DeKalb County, uh, I'm in Fulton. It was either DeKalb or Fulton. They had a batch of 900 military and overseas ballots. All 900 military overseas ballots went for Biden. Every single Brilliant job, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. That's where we're at. All right, Rodney Howard Brown tweet. The problem in America, Guam will capsize and tip over into the ocean. I want to just show you, I know this is an older video, but these are the people that are in charge. I just showed you the people that are electing everybody in the United States. Now, here are the people that are deciding to certify these elections. Play for me, Aaron. This is a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, <laughs> and at its smallest level, uh, or, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? (laughs) 209, dip squat. Figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, Holy and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, <laughs> the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000. And again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. The whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, 
and capsize? Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh... These are the people deciding to certify elections. These are the people deciding whether to impeach the President of the United States. Here's another genius from the Washington Examiner. A prayer opening, the 117th Congress concluded, Amen and a woman. Amen translates, by the way, to has nothing to do with men. The male gender, absolutely nothing to do with it. It's a, it's, it's a word that means it has a Hebrew originating meaning is so be it. That's what it means. Play it for me, Aaron. May the God who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. <laughs> you bring it back to me. By the way, he's a Methodist pastor. These are the people that are in charge, allegedly, but really not in charge. They're, they're representatives. We can pull them. They can lose elections. That's exactly what needs to happen. You need to be, electorally speaking, merciless. If they're not conservative, oh no, if we, if, they're, if we put the real conservative in there, they might lose the election. Well, what's the difference then? If you don't put the, you're like, well, they're too conservative to win. Well, then what are you putting in there? So you have to be merciless. All of the Tom Cottons of the world, the Ben Sasses of the world, the Marco Rubios of the world, the Thomas Masseys of the world, the Rand Pauls of the world, all those that certified a fraudulent election last night, they are all frauds. They are all swamp rats. They all are not men of integrity or women of integrity. Kick them the heck out. That's what needs to happen. That is what needs merciless kick them. Well, they've done some good things. Don't care. I don't care what good you do. And I've been a big Rand Paul fan and I've been a big Thomas Massey fan. When you sign on to fraud, when all you have to do is say I'm against it, that's all you got to do. And you chose not to do it. What? Oh, dear. Oh, what's, what's that guy's name from? Oh, you, you know, to, to, to continue to say that Ralph Jones, the Fulton County registration chief, you, you don't want to atta attack the integrity of his elections. That, that you, don't want, you don't want to defy Ralphie right there, right? That's why, Rand Paul, you signed on to certify his, his election. He's the one. He's the one. Him and all the other corruptocrats along with him are the ones that are deciding who will run this country. No observation, no supervision, no accountability, and a bunch of gelding Republicans who won't do a thing about it or they're in on it. Who knows? All right. One of my favorite commentators, Steve Deese, or it might be Steve Dace. I'm not sure. I For me, it's going to be Deese. I'm leaving it that way. You put up his tweet for me. There you go. Here's the full explanation for why after considering the arguments by some fellow conservatives, I respect against not certifying election results. I agree with Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and others instead play for me here. The second objection I've heard is that this violates federalism in the Constitution. 
You know, Jesus once said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath was a holy writ. It was a commandment of God. But Jesus was pointing out that the laws were made for man, not man for the law. The Sabbath was put in place so that we would have not just a day of physical rest from the toil of what life is like this side of Eden. Aaron, you start but also that. we could spiritually reflect I need that at the on start, the good things the that God has done for us in the I probably told you the wrong time. Start it right there, play it. So to my conservative friends who are arguing against not certifying this election, I want to briefly tackle the three objections I have heard from them privately for the last few days. And this is the first one, that it sets a dangerous precedent. This is, with all due respect to all of you, you're just naive. Whatever decorums, and I've told them this to their faces, whatever decorums you think you're clinging to, the Democratic Party has already desecrated them, a woman. Yes. They've already been dis desecrated in the prayer of Gaia. They're all desecrated. And if you can think of one that they haven't urinated on yet, they're whipping it out as we speak. This is naivete. This is like arguing the, the, the nuances of maritime law while Pickett is about to charge at Gettysburg. Too late! You're too late for this. You're too late. There are no dangerous precedents to set with people who don't know what a gender is, what a child is, what a border is, what a science is, what a law is, what a word is, who God is. There are no precedents left to be set. They have already set them all. You're in this position because there aren't any dangerous precedents to set. This isn't about decorum. This position is frankly naive. You're Frank Drebin. Nothing to see here. You're the guy on MSNBC. You know, these are pretty peaceful protests while the Molotov cocktails are launching in real time. It's like Luke Skywalker trying to argue with Mon Mothma right after the Death Star blew up Alderaan. We can't, we can't destroy the Death Star. That set a dangerous precedent. That's right. I mean, I mean, they might blow up more plants. They, they might blow up more plants if we do that. This is a zero-sum game now, and if you can't accept that, you're probably in the wrong game. For a long time, I couldn't accept it either, and then I finally just had to accept that the enemy is who they say they are. I had to take them at face value. I didn't want to believe it either. So I'm sympathetic to you because I know what it means. I know what it means when we accept the opposition is being honest about who they are and their intentions. I know what it means. It means it's a zero-sum game. It's a zero-sum game. Can you bring it back to me for just a second here? What he's simply saying there is that if you come to and you, you decide you're going to, this is a Dan Bongino example, you're going to have a box, boxing match. And you agree and you have a referee there. But the other guy is loaded with a machete, a chainsaw, and an Uzi. And you're sitting there with your 14-ounce boxing gloves. And, you're, and, and you appeal to the referee. He goes, nope, just got to play. And you go, okay, well, I don't want to attack the integrity of the game, so I'm going to go ahead and play the way that, we agreed to play, but the other person is not abiding by those rules. And instead of attack, attacking the integrity of a game that has no integrity, 
I'm just going to lose over and over and over again, all in the name of not attacking the integrity of a game with no integrity. That's what's going That's the modern day Republican party. That is Mike Pence and all the other names that I mentioned. All those, every last one of them, every last one of them, 80 something house members, Republicans signed to certify this election because they don't like he says it's, it could set a dangerous precedent. Dangerous precedent how? That the, the other side is already not abiding by any rules of the game whatsoever. So what precedent are you attacking when they don't even abide by the rules that you've agreed to? They've, there's no precedence left. You have to go and you have to take a stand. You have to take a stand and say, no electors from Pennsylvania. Well, that'll set a dangerous precedent. They could do that to us. They already are. They already impeached the president for doing nothing. They already are. They, they, all this entire election out of all seven states is completely invalid. 147,000 votes, all Biden showing up at three o'clock in the morning in Detroit. There's no precedence less left to stand on. There's no precedence left to worry about. You just go ahead and go to ideological war. Yes, they will answer. They Listen, they haven't just answered. They're the ones who started the war. Play the next one for me. Thirdly, I've heard there is no voter fraud. Then what is your harmless explanation for why a handful of counties didn't know how to use the postal service and dropped all those votes off. Well, Trump's not made a compelling case. I don't care. You know, just because a defendant in a murder trial has a terrible lawyer and couldn't afford better than a public defender doesn't mean they're guilty of the crime, does it? Right. Doesn't. That's why we have juries. Juries were put in there by the founders to nullify in case such circumstances occurred. I don't know why this was outsourced to Rudy Giuliani and all these people, and I don't care. All I want to know is, and all, all of you should want to know, is a simple question. What were those 4 a.m. vote drops? On December 14th, my mom sent me a package for two-day delivery from the U.S. Postal Service. It arrived 17 days later on <laughs> December the 31st. <laughs> It's a simple question. Do you trust the same people that will violate every morsel of the Constitution to be on the up and up about 4 a.m. vote drops? I don't. And neither should you. And I've shown you. Look at the people who are in charge. Look at the guy in the Project Veritas video. You're going to trust these people? And here's how Mittens Romney responds. He issues a statement, of course, the egregious ploy to reject electors. Why is it egregious, Mittens? Willard. It's his real name, Willard Romney. No wonder he changed it to Mitt. Mittens is, Mitt is horrible enough, but if you got Willard, I guess Mitt, Mitt is a step up. Why is it? I'm, I'm reading over here to my left. Why is it an egregious ploy to reject electors that were fraudulently elected? Why is that an egregious ploy to not abide in fraudulentness? Why? Why, why? why is it an egregious ploy to seek 
a forensic audit, a court case. Why is that an egregious point? Because if you put his tweet back up there, because doesn't want him to see his gnarly face. Because it's egregious because Mittens doesn't want to take a stand himself. He has been a harem eunuch gelding for his entire life. And he doesn't, that's why he hates Trump. He hates people that actually take stands. It, it causes ripples in the, in the pond that he lives in, the swamp that he lives in. That's why he doesn't want it done. And it, it bothers his soul. It, the Bible calls it goads in the book of Acts where Jesus asked, asked Paul, why are you kicking against the goads like goading sheep? It's like the, the, the Hebrew version is the word prick and not in the bad way. Prick like when you prick your finger to get blood. Why would you kick against things that are pricking you, that are goading you to do the right thing? That's what Mittens is doing. Mittens knows that the right thing to do is you know it's a fraudulent election as you stand. But if I do that, it'll rock the boat. It'll cause great dissension in D.C. It'll cause the Democrats to be mad. And that's Mittens and all these others, including Thomas Massey, including Rand Paul, including Lindsey Graham. All of them that voted voted for a fraudulent election to certify a fraudulent election. What will the Democrats think? That's how, that's why they run their lives. That is how they run their lives. What will the media say about me? I want all men to love me. That's how they think. That's who they are. That's who Mitt Romney is. You're like, well, no, I saw him. He wanted to debate against Barack Obama. That's what he's allowed to do. That's what he's allowed. You're allowed, you know, we'll let you have some win. You may even win. You may even win the election, but you will stay in your box and you will never actually rock the boat of corruption. That is going, you will never expose the corruption because if you do, we'll destroy you. You're going to say that I'm a racist or a xenophobe. You're going to say that I'm a mean person. That's what most Christians are afraid of. Most, Mitt Romney's not a Christian, but most Christians, that's what they're most afraid. Somebody's going to call me mean. Somebody's going to say that I lack compassion. If I don't strap this mask on, people are going to say that I don't care about killing people or getting people sick. Why do you care at all what anybody says? Luke 6, 26, Jesus said, Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so do their fathers to the false prophets. Most Christians have no idea what the Bible says. They have no idea what the Bible demands of their conduct. They have no idea what it means to take a biblical stand whatsoever. And that's why the church world freaking wide folded like a cheap suit in a suitcase. And they're still folding. Anthony Fauci says super Corona's out. Oh, bye-bye. We're closing again. I got to go get my PPP check. And they won't take the mark of the beast. Yeah. All right, John Cordillo tweet. There are congressional races like New York 22. That now look at the date on the bottom, January 5th. There are still race there are congressional races like New York 22 that still haven't been called 2 months later. You have brain damage if you don't think there was massive fraud in the electoral process. But then you got hey, put up Mitt again for me, Aaron. I know I'm asking you to do a lot tonight. There you go. But this is what Mitt says about that pro, about attacking that that process where you have New York 22 that's on January 5th still hasn't been decided. Here's Minton's, here's Minton's response to that. It is an egregious ploy to reject electors. 
That's that. That's his. Do an election in New York that occurred over two months ago that still isn't decided, and it's egregious to attack it, Mittens. And if you do, you're attacking the integrity of our elections, the integrity of our democratic process. What integrity? What integrity? All right, Rodney Howard Brown t- tweet. Here we go. Flip flopping. Put up that Marsha. There you go. Right there, buddy. Thank you. Here's Marsha Blackburn. Remember? Senator from Tennessee. I cannot in good conscience turn a blind eye to the countless allegations of voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Let's read that again. Marsha says, I cannot in good conscience turn a blind eye to the countless allegations of voter fraud. What did she do on January 6th, everybody? Uh, she turned a blind eye. She voted to outright super, out, outright certify the entire thing. That is Marsha Blackburn. Congratulations. Get her out, Tennessee. Get her out, Tennessee. Get her out of there. Every, every single Republican that signed on for this garbage needs to be gone. I got that. All right, here's Kelly Loeffler, and she vowed the day before when Trump was with her so that she can whore herself around for votes. And yes, I said whore, prostitute herself for votes. She said, oh, you know what? I will stand against uh, the fraudulent election. I, will, I will, will not certify. I stand with the president. Well, let's look. Did she? Mr. President, when I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of the electoral votes. However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider, and I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness... Her excuse was the violence changed. What does the violence have to do with the election itself that occurred two months ago, Kelly? This is why you lost, because you're a principalist hack. You are a political prostitute. And just so nobody thinks that I'm being sexist, so are all, so's Lindsey Graham. So's Mitt Romney. They're political whores. That's who they are. They will say anything to be elected. Anything to be elected, anything to have their have their little place at the table. We're going to invite you over, Mittens. You get to be our conservative houseboy tonight. We may let you serve us martinis. Oh, houseboy Republican. Yes, Nancy, yes. We want you to do this. Okay, Nancy, just don't say anything bad about me. I'll do whatever you want, Nancy. Good job, Lindsey Graham. Hey, Mike Pence, why don't you elbow, elbow touch, uh, Whatever you call it, elbow, what do they call it? Aaron, uh, elbow touch, uh, elbow bump. They'll elbow bump Nance again. Why don't you elbow bump her again, Mike Pence? Freaking coward. Are you finding that video? For, yeah, go ahead. Here's Mike, right after he certified a fraudulent election. Here's Mike. Get your shekel, Mike. Get your shekel. Right after you, here's Republican, Vice President of the United States. Republican, get your shekel, Mike. Here comes Nance. Here comes Nance. Come on. Come on, Mike. Join in. Join in. You certified a fraudulent election. Good job, Mike. Good job, Mike. We can skip that one. I read their names. We're good. Here's a prime example. Yeah, there you go. Put that one up. Here's a prime example of why we are where we are. Here's a freshly elected Republican vote whore herself. Representative Nancy Mace, I hope others in my party will follow her lead. She was just elected. She, Trump, 
campaigned for this woman. Put it back up there. Trump campaigned for this woman. Here's what she's saying. This, I hope others will follow this per, uh, Kathy McMorris's lead. Look, Rep- Representative Kathy McMorris Rogers backpedals and says she has now decided she will vote to uphold the Electoral College results. She's backpedaled, and the Republican who Donald Trump campaigned for says, I hope others will backpedal too. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I put that one up there for him, buddy. All right. New rules for Congress. You know, they already had all the rules. The reason why you had the amen and the a woman thing was because you're, they're pulling out every single thing that refers to male gender whatsoever. That's why that guy thought he was making some sort of great political expedient stand. Amen and a woman. This is why breaking new rules for Congress include punishments for members who create and promote memes on their social, on their own social media. Are you kidding me? Speaker Pelosi. These are the new rules. Men are out. You can't say amen. You can't say mankind or any other man thing. I guess you can't say woman, right? Can't say woman. It's going to have to be whoa, man. Here's Lindsay. Pop that up for me. There you go. Look at Lindsay. Lindsay says Capitol riot tarnished all of Trump's accomplishments. Oh, really, Lindsay? You political prostitute. You little whore. That's what you are. After all that man's done for you, he came, he done all kind. listen, he, he campaigned for you, got you reelected, got you countless millions of dollars added to your campaign coffers, and that's how you stand? A few people go into the Capitol, and that's the end of all of Trump's accomplishments? You capitulating coward. All right, this is something that I found complete, very, very disturbing. <laughs> In a semi-joking, semi-serious way. And I titled this, Picture of Weird Mask Shield-Wearing Morons on Capitol Hill. Look at this. Do you see this? Now, this I got these. I, these are still frames off of video, so I did the best I could. Did anybody put flashback to the first one, Aaron? Now, this is on the congressional, this is in the Senate on Capitol Hill. This is in the Capitol building in the Senate right here. What is that apparatus around their heads? Everybody see it to the right, two people on the left and one to the right. Look at this. These are congressmen and women or congressional staffers. All right, go to the next one. What, what, is, what are these things on their heads? What, what is that thing? Look at that. You got a plastic bag over your freaking head with a mask with some sort of convoluted machine fan system hooked up to it. Again, these are the people that are making decisions. These are the people that get elected. Go ahead and go to the next one. Look at what on earth is going. Take me to your leader. What is going on here? Are they all trying to be some sort of half-baked 2020 Darth Vader? Oh, but don't worry. Kermit's got an opinion on it. There you go. I won't even read it. All right, Dave Rubin. Oh, yeah, go to that one, Aaron. Go to this. Go ahead and play it. Look at that. Now, oh, stop it. I'll give him a... I want you to pay attention now. Everybody's got masks on, right? Everybody at this, some sort of Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, I don't know what kind of church, some sort of Orthodox church. We're all coming up to take, a, uh, take communion. They're all masked, except for the people handing out communion. They take their masks down, and all share the same spoons. Play it for me. This is the logic of COVID. And the same, I bet you that guy doesn't change the, the napkin either. Same napkin too. Same spoon the guy just used. Now the same napkin the guy just used. Now get your mask back on. 
Same spoon again, never wiped off. Same towel, never changed. <laughs> Back to me. This is the logic. I'm not claiming they're Christians or not. Who knows? But this is the logic of COVID-19. It's never about preventing the illness. It's about seeing how much they can control you. Oh, you're a conspiracy. You're good, buddy. You're a conspiracy theorist, Tom. You're a conspiracy theorist. Really? Really? We are a few days shy of 300 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. And you Christians still think this is about a 99.9% survivable COVID disease. You really think that? Really? Gosh, dog. I mean, gosh, dog, you're dumb. Seriously. Woo! Galactic levels of ignorance and turning a blind eye to everything. Absolutely. Unbelievable. All right, Donald J. Trump tweet. Big. Oh, what do I got? Oh, Dave. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, put Dave up there. I like that one. Oh, yeah. Perfect. This will illustrate some more COVID craziness, Greg, but I'm glad you didn't catch it. Uh, also, the train is probably 80% empty, and they could just walk to another car. This shows you the COVID crazy. COVID crazy got nothing to do with controlling a virus. It's about wi- people who are controlled by it are jealous of people who aren't controlled by it. Play it for me. Why don't you go mind your own business, lady? You have 70,000. Hey, when you see, get close to the lady with the shield on, freeze there, and so I can make fun of her. You're still being very rude. You'll get a close up on her. These men are just drinking coffee. They're allowed to have a mask off when they're drinking. You know what's safer than a mask? Social distancing. That's more effective than the mask. So why don't you step back and leave them alone? You're not involved. Yes, I am because you're not involved on this train. All right, there you go. How could anybody live like this? I mean, in all honesty, I want to ask everybody out there. How could any? Oh, because it's saving lives. I'm saving lives. Who's? Who's? We have less deaths this year than last year total in the United States. How stupid can you be and still breathe, although she's still missing 30% of her oxygen, oxygen at least. She's missing 30% of her required oxygen just because the mask. Put her back on there. Put her picture back up. Freeze it for me. She's missing 30% of her oxygen already just with the mask, let alone her plexiglass plastic shield in front of her face with her fogging glasses. This, this is probably why she's so stupid. She gets dumber every day because she has oxygen deprivation. Play it for me. Uh, Please, Look, how can you live like this? We're having an issue here. He's telling the mass people, get back to where you want to go. Go, go, go away. Go live your own lives, you idiots. Would you like me to call the police? If you don't want any police, everybody needs to go back to their seat. Just go back to your seat. If not, I will call the police and let the police handle it. You can bring it back to me. What would be your motivation to go walk down an empty train car and find people without masks on? You're, you're scared of the disease? They couldn't be more covered. If, if masks work, then why are you worried about people who, aren't, who don't have one on? If they work, then why are you worried? If you're vaccinated, why are you worried? Right? Yeah, Donald J. Trump tweet. Big news from Pennsylvania. Let's flip it to that second page, Aaron, with the, the writing there. Yeah, right there. Perfect. 
They, they, this is from the Senate in Pennsylvania. Members, we ask for more time given the fact that you, the U.S. Supreme Court is to hear Trump versus Brockvar. That's the secretary, the idiot secretary of state of Pennsylvania, liberal, absolute baby butchering hack. In the coming days, we ask that you delay certification of electoral college to allow due process as we pursue election integrity in our commonwealth. Well, what was Mike Pence's response? Ah, eh, certify it. What was Rand Paul's response? Ah, eh, certify it. Lindsey Graham's response. Mitt Romney's response. Ben Sass's response. Marco Rubio's response. Ah, eh, just certify it. Freaking cowards. Absolute gutless, gutless cowards. Let's look at this. This is on the Senate floor. In, actually, in Pennsylvania, in the, on the Senate floor, this is the people that re- resolved to write that letter, asking, begging for more time, that we don't want to certify what's going on here because we had mass corruption. Listen to, we'll just skip the, we'll skip the uh, tweet here and we'll go right to the video. Listen to the Democrat. This is the Democrat in in the in the Senate, he's actually the president of the Senate. He's a Democrat, or the vice president of the Senate, or whatever. I don't know how it works in their chain of command. There, prominent Democrat in the Senate. Listen to him screaming in the background. Play it for me. As interim president pro tempore of the Senate, a motion has been made to invoke Section 576 of Mason's Manual, a legislative procedure, to replace Lieutenant Governor president. who has refused to perform Mr. the duty. President, I am in totally accordance with the Senate this. powers under Article not in control of the Senate. Constitution. It is not being acquiesced. Question, we are not changing the process. Section the chair the rules as we move along. That Governor is inappropriate. You are breaking the Constitution and the laws the of the Commonwealth and violating the old process you've actually taken. There is nothing about this day that is appropriate. Nothing. And we will not lay down and roll over because you got more, four, 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 four more folks. What is he saying right there? This Can is about that? Pennsylvania. Nothing he, about is, this did day. Did a demon come into him? Nothing. And we Listen will not lay down and roll over because you got more, four, 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 four more folks on that side of the aisle. What, what was that? This is about Pennsylvania. It's not Democrats or Republicans. This is not about simply winning. It's about protecting our democracy. Aaron, are you, you guys hearing the same That's thing what I am? bring it back to me. What what did he was that Satan's tongues? What that's the Democratic Party, and that's what Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, Ben Sass, Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, all the rest of the people who, who certified a fraudulent vote. We need to protect the integrity. They don't care. Well, you got to take the higher road. Yeah, you take the higher road in that you don't act like that. But then you don't acquiesce and give the people who act like that what they want. Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham, Ben Sass. You actually fight against what people who are not abiding by the rules want. You don't give in to what they want in the name of, of protecting electoral integrity. There is none. I had to get this in tonight. I have to do. Whenever I have an opportunity to expose Kamala Harris, I cannot resist. This is from Fox News. Kamala Harris has a long history of using freedom, freedom, F-W-E-E-D-O-M, freedom antidote, allegedly, it's not allegedly, plagiarized by MLK. That's just because Fox News wrote this. Uh, Q. Anthony tweet. I'm just going to read this to you. It says, so it turns out Kamala Harris lifted her freedom story from a 1965 Playboy interview with Martin Luther King by Alex Haley, where Martin Luther King put, put it this way. I will never forget a moment in Birmingham when a white policeman accosted a little 
a Negro girl, seven or eight years old, who was walking in a demonstration with her mother. What do you want? The police officer asked her gruffly. And the little girl looked up straight in the eye and answered, feed them. Okay, that's, that's the Martin Luther King story told in 1965, one year after Kamala Harris was born. All right, Tom Elliott tweet, there you go. In June, Kamala Harris tells Jimmy Fallon an apparently plagiarized story about demanding freedom while in a stroller at a civil rights march. Can you play it for me? About yeah. their protesting. Well, I was in a stroller. <laughs> I was in a stroller, and um, so I was out there. And in fact, my mother used to have a very funny story about I was fussing, and 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 she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, and this is how she would say it. And she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, freedom. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Freedom. It was a much cuter story when she would tell it, but that's the story she hack. told. <laughs> What I mean, do you think that's what it, you get what instilled? What a pandering uh, little hack, man. They got to create another video game for Jimmy pa- pa- uh, Fallon called Hackman. That's what he is. All right, another Tom Elliott tweet. I'll just read you this. We'll show you the video. No more, no, 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 no normal people. Or it actually says normal people don't do this. Normal people don't make up random lies about their childhood. Here's another time she did it. Play it for me. And, um, and there are some funny stories. I was just sharing with someone backstage. You know, so I, I witnessed this as I write about in the book, you know, from my stroller's eye view. And um, there's a, a funny family story about how so my mother's marching with the, the extended family. I talk about like Aunt Mary and Uncle Freddie in the book. And um, she would tell the story about how so they're marching. And this is back when strollers didn't really have armrests and seatbelts. <laughs> oh, gosh, there so she goes. They're marching away and, you know, shouting and, and all of that. And then I think it was my Uncle Freddie, you know, uh, looked down and, and looked in the stroller, which was empty. <laughs> <laughs> and said, mm. where's Kamala? <laughs> and apparently they left me like a block by and I'd fallen out the stroller. <laughs> There you go. And then my mother would tell a funny story about how, like, one day she, and, and I was fussing, and, and, you know, and so I'm fussing and fussing. She, it, it's much cuter when she would tell the story, but she'd say, so then she would look down at me and Kamala, what do you want? What do you want? And I looked back up at her and I said, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad there you oh got that. I'm very nice to me. I can't bear anymore. How many of you believe that actually happened? All right, Dinesh D'Souza's up next. You got to hear his spiel on it. Play it for me. There you go. Now, could Kamala Harris have been the little girl in Martin Luther King's story? Clearly not. Why? Because the Playboy article appeared in 1965. Martin Luther King was interviewed a little earlier. He was talking about an incident that occurred even earlier in Birmingham. He was talking about a little girl who was seven or eight years old. Kamala Harris was born in October of 1964, so she could not have been the girl that King was talking about. Rather, she learned about the story and she made it her own. She invented it, pretended like she was the girl in the story. The real Kamala Harris is uh, not a freedom fighter of any sort. In fact, she's a descendant of enormous privilege. She's descended directly from one of the richest slave owners in Jamaica, a man who owned multiple plantations and hundreds of slaves. This has now been documented in the record. It's undisputed. So what Kamala Harris is trying to do here is get away from her real history, which is embarrassing. 
and create this fictitious history so she can identify with identity politics. She can be kind of the young heroine of the civil rights movement. She can be, in short, something that she never really was. See, these people are pathological. They're actually, they really are. I'm going to show you another one in a second. It's like Hillary saying that she was named after Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man to uh, summit Mount Everest. Uh, problem is, is that he didn't summit Mount Everest until well after Hillary was born. So they were named her after a person who hadn't accomplished anything yet. <laughs> it's, I mean, these people are sick. The Democratic Party is sick. And why Republicans would worry one ounce about what they think is beyond, beyond my understanding. Then, And listen, just so you know, the man that she is on the, t well, not on the ticket anymore, whatever, uh, the president-elect, He's no different than she is. Play it for me, Aaron. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glenis the first woman in her family? In a thousand generations, freedom. Freedom. She worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. Freedom. Because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. absolutely well, no sense. Now that's a little too much because as you point out, what's behind the words, what's there? And a lot of people, a rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News <laughs> found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a news existed, charge everybody. that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. <laughs> the quality of our education. The quality of their education. <laughs> the joy of their play. Or the joy of their play. <laughs> Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil <laughs> Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was the office of the president-elect. You can bring it back to me, Aaron, get the next one ready at 311. I may not have given you the second time. Did I give you two for that? Did I? Okay. This is pathological. I mean, this is no different. Plagiarizing. She goes back and grabs the story from Martin Luther King, Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden's doing the exact same thing. These people are pathological, demon-possessed liars. That's who they are. Play it for me. That's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they're going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. There the you go. We're going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. 
Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student <laughs> in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. <laughs> Joe Biden was victimized you, you by the truth. Me. Your memory doesn't fail you when you make up pathological lies. <laughs> it's just—it's not your memory that's failing. Look at this. This art now. Be comforted. The Babylon Bee has covered this now. It's real important that you get this. You put it up there. There you go. Babylon Bee. Take comfort. Kamala Harris recalls how, as a little girl, she helped slaves escape on the underground railroad. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> underground railroad. Kamala Harris. Yeah, freedom, freedom, never happened, pathological liar, just like Joe Biden, what's his list? I got the list here, uh, does not have three degrees, not, didn't finish at the top of his class, finished 76 out of 85, was not named outstanding political science student, did not have a full scholarship. The one thing I want you to remember, though, is last night, when the election was certified, this is just Arizona, this is in the Senate. 90, it was certified 93 to 6. 6, lowly, actually very high in the eyes of God and the eyes of me, whatever that matters, the eyes of me part, stood for President Trump. That's the Republican Party. And it's time that you and I and everybody else kick these people out of office. Study the Convention of States, I'll be talking about it on Saturday. Enjoy your week. Psalm 3.3, he is the glory and the lifter of your head. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Lift it up in the Lord, to the Lord in prayer, in specificity. Lord, I want this. Lord, I want that. Lord, I want this person elected. Lord, I want this person defeated. Pray that way. Pray that way. It's time for the body of Christ. What's left of us without masks on? We got three, three between three and four hundred people at this church. We never close, never will. Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. We never close, never will. We've grown. We're nearly three times the size we were when COVID started. The best church we've ever had by far is right now. God has a plan. What all the what all the sycophants and the COVID cavers do? Let them do. What the sycophants and the fear of Democrat cavers and the Republican Party does, let them do it. You, on the other hand, are gifted, called, and powerful. Stand in it. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Ephesians chapter 6. Stand. 
Convention of states, we have, listen, that's our political path. And that secondary number one path is we need to pray in, speci- in specificity, pray specifically over situations. And we will see this country change. Watch, it'll happen. Because if you, Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And unto him that knocketh it shall be opened. Matthew 7, 7 and 7, 8. Listen, I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Really, seriously. Thank you for watching this. It means the world to me that you're watching this podcast. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. I mean it. Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. I'll be back Saturday, 830. God bless you. Good night.